I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Dirt on Flowers. I've missed your face. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. I know. How was you saying? Last week. Looking at you makes me feel like I have a to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> My face makes you realize you have things to do on your farm. I don't know what that says. I don't know what that says. I think it was the nature of today's episode. <laughs> Yes. And us just like discussing all the fun plans for the winter and like all the strategy planning and stuff that we're going to do for the dirt on flowers stuff. So it's just, it's funny, but now like I have this huge long long list. So now I'm associating your beautiful face with that. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Oh Oh, yeah. So I, um, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but are your dahlias producing like the same amount of blooms that they were previously? Like, like as last, in last year, year. I, this mm-hmm. was a weird year for our dyes. It was. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Like I'm still, we still have production, but I would say that production is down a bit. Okay, not a lot, We've, but a bit. We chatted about shorter. this. Like, yeah. yeah, same. Yeah. Well, so I, and I, I sort of like said that to you. I think mm-hmm. I've said to you like I've noticed that the production's off. But we're down like 70% in production of like the number of stems. Yes. And it is wild. Some of our plants have not even bloomed. They don't even have buds on them as if they're going to bloom. It's wild. So yeah. And there's – I have been like sort of running through Mm -hmm. what it could be. And I truly Mm -hmm. don't know. At this point, I'm just sort of like in investigation mode because I know – I saw that uh, Grace Lamb – from Five Forks, she was saying that their production, they're only getting like a quarter of what really? it is, which is almost exactly where we're at. But they've mm. had a ton of rain. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we didn't. I mean, if you were to look at our dahlia planting season this year, like we didn't get rain normally like early spring when we did. So that's when we lose a lot of them to rot. And yeah. it, from the growing perspective, they look like they're they should be great. It should be like our best year ever. It's mm-hmm. been cool. Yeah. It's not it been like been. overly hot. Yeah. It's wild. And they, there's just, they're just like not producing whatsoever. Really? It's yeah. So I, and hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is. Plants are a lot shorter. I would say typically like our plants are a lot taller. We're still getting good production off them. But I, I think the other thing is that Judd was more available because this was his first year on the farm. So he was more available to like stick to the fur schedule. Mm -hmm. So he was really like every week was fertilizing them. So I don't know if that helped like staying on that and being like, you know, just like a little bit more proactive that way. I don't know. I mean, I think we're down a little bit, but not by a lot. I just think the plants are a little bit shorter. Just like the look is different. Interesting. Because you think it's varieties? certain varieties or no it's not so the only it's it's just all over the place like there's they're producing certain ones are producing but you know the varieties that i would say are sort of skimpy with how many blooms they push Mm -hmm. out anyway they're pushing out like nothing 
Yeah. You know, so your heavy producers, they're still giving me bulk. Mm -hmm. But the other wild thing is that I'm sitting here looking at a bouquet on my desk with a dahlia that's been in there. The water's not been changed. I do everything wrong that we tell our customers yeah, to yeah. do. It's <laughs> nine days. It sat out in our flower stand for two. And this dahlia, look at this thing. It's like nine perfect. days. It's yeah. perfect. It's Cornell. So they're lasting longer. I yeah. told, Emily and I talked about it earlier today. And I'm like, what's up with these things this year? I mean, their last, <laughs> she had one in a vase that was almost two weeks before it was like, really? that's unheard of. Yeah. I mean, for yes. a dahlia. Yeah. I say three days, five. I'm like happy if you get five out and we're, yeah. you know, but that thing, it's just weird. I mean, but if you touch this one, the petals mm -hmm. are soft, but it's like maintaining its color. I don't know yeah. what's up with these things this year, but yeah. I'm think, anxious to see tuber production. Yeah. How that looks look like. I think it's mm -hmm. been a hard growing year with the weather in general. I would yeah. say generally like we had some really good things, but it's been – especially spring. Like my spring stuff was not what it usually yeah. is. So I don't know if it's just like the changes in the weather. Like we had either a lot of rain or like it was drought. It was like the two extremes, you know, where we're at. So I don't know. I just think it was a funky growing year. I really mm -hmm. do. What uh, what's Judd? You guys using um, like a dosatron for through the drip system with with no, fertilizing? He does all foliar feeding now. He he used the um, fertigator like mm -hmm. you know like through the drip. He did that for a while and then he switched over to foliar feeding with his like misty his mist mm -hmm. still backpack sprayer and he thinks that works better. So that's kind of what he's doing. he just using fish? Mm -hmm. What's he using? Fish yeah, fertilizer? He, he does like a high nitrogen until they start blooming and then he backs off. Some He does like what's called like a bloom boost or something. Mm -hmm. I can get that. Yeah. I'm just curious what he uses yes. on there. Um, yeah. He calls yeah, it bloom just, boost. Yeah. It's been pretty – they've just – they look stressed. Like our Hillcrest yeah. suffusion is one mm -hmm. that in years past, I'm cutting blooms that are five feet. You know, they're yeah. sort of like at chest level. And right now, the plants themselves, they don't even need netted. They don't, you know, staked. Yeah, they're just, really? they're, they're like, yes, they're super short. So everything huh. in general, I would mm -hmm. say like you're seeing is sort of short, but I can, there, I know that it, there's other farmers sort of in this area that are feeling that way, but mine's definitely not been yeah. from too much Aww. rain. It's yeah. just, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to move them. We're actually going to change up how we plant everything next year. We're going to do mm -hmm. them in the field sort of like you do with rows in between and we're going to try mm -hmm. to use the tractor with an implement to yeah. to plant and to yes. to dig and stuff. So I'm excited about changing that up and kind of making a hard task cuz we're right at that number where we're growing about like 2800 and it's mm -hmm. just it's a lot to dig. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. That's just And maybe it's just like we have the quantity so I don't feel the the decrease mm -hmm. as like mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt as much, you know what I mean? So maybe yeah. that could be, but I know like our our big producers like Cornell and Tempest are like not doing or not nearly what they typically are. Just those two in particular, and we don't know if it's yeah. like where we planted them in a field where we were where we double planted dahlias. So we didn't mm -hmm. know if that was it because I, I don't know. You'll you'll see when you're here. I'll show you. But there's like one particular area that's not doing as good as everywhere else. So. Yeah. Just and that's that's the other thing too that's been on my mind, you know, because we've planted them back there for a few years in a row, mm -hmm. but we've never had issues with that. So I'm wondering yeah. if it's like nutrient deficiency. Yeah. So that's kind of the only 
piece of the mm-hmm. puzzle. The, the weird part is I've, a farming friend that lives like just a couple hours from me is experiencing the exact same thing that kind of made me go like, okay, we're very similar weather patterns and yeah. and echoing that same feedback. So I don't know. It's it's strange. But then I, I saw Vanessa from Tarnation Flowers. Like she's the east, you know, northeast. And she mm-hmm. was saying like, this has been her best Dahlia. Like I just saw it on a passing post. It was her yeah, best Dahlia year ever. And you're like, this is what makes farming <laughs> maddening. You know, where you're like, yes. Okay. Oh, it's like, oh, fine. You have your good year. I'll just sit here. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. She got blasted early spring too with all that, like the rains and yes. late frost and all of that too. So she got yeah. hit hard. So, but yeah, it's just like to see all these farms kind of with the weather, it's what makes our jobs just mm-hmm. so... I think someone said on here once, fun? Yeah, fun. (laughs) Question mark. Fun, fun, question mark, exclamation point. But farming is basically just sweaty gambling. You know, like it's all we just like, we're going to put these tulips in the ground. We don't know if they're going to come up or not. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh God, you said like tulips are giving me the sweats because we're going to trial a tulip, doing some tulip you pick. Yeah. So I ordered some extra tulips. And I just pray, just say a prayer for me, people, because if this does not work out, I'm going to cry. You guys can Sorry. be able to swim in my river of tears. <laughs> I'm be so sad. Uh, it'll it'll be work. Fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. Gambling. Sweaty yes. gambling. Sweaty gambling. <laughs> We're just sweaty gamblers. I don't know. I mean, it's honestly it's what it is. We're like, it is. here's $15,000 that we're yeah. hoping – Gives you a return in the spring. I, know. I don't know. No, so, you know, it's part of it. You know, it'll work out. You got to. This is it's the cost of cost of doing business, right? You got to get I out there so. and you you make to do take it. the risk. Yeah, yep. got to take the risk. And if if you fall flat on your face, then yeah. you'll pick it up and you'll figure out how to do it. And yeah, you'll do it again next year. Do it better. Year, so hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, We're I mean, keep telling I planted. That. This is what this is what <laughs> we're we do. saying yeah. this to ourselves. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll listen to it again. When I did those ranunculus yes. in the spring, they were the shortest things you've ever seen in your life. I mean, <laughs> people were cutting like four inch stems, <laughs> but they're they're addicts for ranunculus. Yeah, so they, they love didn't it. Care. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, if these people love it, I don't, you know, there's two rows and they're just happy out there picking. So I'm yeah. like, okay, I learned so much from it. We're going to do it again next spring. Yes. But yeah, good. we're yeah. our own, like our, it's our own mental blockages sometimes on that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not going to like it or it doesn't have this or it doesn't have that. And sometimes we just got to let, let her rip and see yep. what people like, you know, you got to yep. throw it out there. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, in the tulip conversation, uh-huh. kind of a nice segue into today's yeah. topic. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking fall tasks on the farm, sort of yeah. our – everything we're doing on the farm to sort of put it to sleep for winter today, yes. just sort of like what we have on our to-do list to share with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, each of these could probably deserve a spot on our podcast feed. You could probably flush out a full episode oh on my gosh. every yes. single one of these tasks. Yeah. You should look at that. I feel like David. spring is always like a crazy pinch point and then fall is always a wild pinch point, at least for at least for me. I'm always like, mm-hmm. oh, there's all this stuff that needs to be done. And then you add in doing stuff for Christmas and it's just like – and part yeah. of you, it's like – I hate saying this. Oh, I just hate that I have to say this. But I'm not getting sick of flowers, but I'm kind of like – Mm -hmm. a little over it. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, like when you have that huge fall to-do list, it's like, 
you're like thinking about all the things that have to be done. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like a little less interested in my flowers, but I know, I know I still have more weeks of flowers and I'm happy to have it, but I don't know. I'm like, Oh, I can't cut any more marigolds. <laughs> yeah. Use my crap. I'm, like, I, I'm like, I'm sorry. I cannot even smell one more marigold without losing my crap. <laughs> it's like, well, and then you're, we're tired. Yeah. This is what makes fall so hard. I think fall, Mm -hmm. There's so many big tasks that happen. And then by the time you get to this point, you've wanted to set your field on fire at least a half a dozen times in the last six weeks. Yeah. And then you're like, and I still (laughs) have to – like I'm looking out here at the field like, well, we have all that to do. Yeah. Um, You know, your employees, I'm sure, are feeling – my employees are feeling the same way. And and you're like like (laughs) getting ready to – dig dahlias and it feels like you just put these stupid things in the ground. And now I'm trying to not cuss them, you know, because I want to give them good energy Mm -hmm. to produce the most amount of tubers they can. But I'm like, I literally put you in the ground (laughs) and you've given you everything you can possibly need and you're not even producing flowers. And now I have to dig your stupid ass up and put you in a black crate, you know, (laughs) like story. Yeah. Worry about you all winter. Worry about you. Yes. Like the least you could do is just give me some extra blooms, people. Yes. Yeah. Please. And then it's like such an accomplishment, especially when you're first starting your farm. Like, yay, we made it through flower season. And then like here comes like all the fall tasks. You're like, all right, you know, hold my beer. Here you go. And let's go. Because it's a very – it's a super long list. I mean, even like cleaning up, organizing, like all the things that you do. And, like that's what Jed kind of calls like putting the farm to sleep. It's like, what does that look like? And the bigger you get, the bigger of task that can be too. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot. I mean, we're keeping employees on basically through Christmas at this point just to to try to keep it all well-oiled and all of that. So our number one, obviously, is something you guys should be doing now. And Mm -hmm. I, when I first started, Judd and I were in the spot where we did not do this and then the frost killed our dahlias off and then we're like oh crap which one so the this is labeling your dahlias before the frost comes so as you're walking through your fields you see where you might have had a mislabel tagging that um i use some plant tags i can add that to our amazon too Mm -hmm. our amazon storefront because i wrote those on amazon with the garden markers it's just like a plant tag and we'll tag the base of the dahlia if you're walking around you notice okay there's like a mislabel here, tag that. That way when you go to dig, you can pull that one separate, you know, from anyone. So that's really important, especially if you're trying to sell tubers. Those mislabels are really important. We we need to do an episode on that too, selling tubers. Yeah. The good, yeah. The bad, we actually – we talked about doing maybe even like a whole – a class or something on yeah. it for – like because there's so much that goes into it mm-hmm. and packaging yeah. and selling and all that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. 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 So that's a pretty big – a pretty big job. So I know Judd's been yeah. working slowly a little bit at a time. And even if you just say, hey, I'm going to devote one hour to this um, and just head around, you know, one, one hour a week for the next two to three weeks and just make sure you've got everything labeled. Yep. That's what I – we've been working on that same. We have been digging some tubers out, like stuff that we mm-hmm. just know we don't want. I have 10,000 Ivanetti. So yeah. Cornell oh, bronze yeah. is a freaking weed out of there, you know. <laughs> yes. So we're digging those out and mm-hmm. we use flagging tape is how we use mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. it. Just a basic flagging flagging tape down at the base. And this year I'm going through and being pretty thorough with 
not that we're not in previous years, but we had uh, just some like rot and we added some tubers in. So I just, I want everything like mm-hmm. super cleaned out. So we're yeah. blocking everything out, individually labeling everything, which is um, a little yeah. crazy. My mm-hmm. I like things to go fast. And so Dahlia labeling does not go fast. It's painful. And I don't. It is painful. It is. Yeah, that's why. But you have to. You have got to do it if you want to know what your varieties are. If you don't care and you're not selling, man, don't worry about it. How about it? Yeah, yeah. Don't. But I think you're going to get to a point in your business where it's like you want to know which colors you're going to have and in what quantities. Mm -hmm. So even if down the road, like I think it's a good. It's good to get in the habit of. Anyways, you know, yeah, it's just part of that like record keeping piece. And while you're like going through and labeling your diets, you know, taking notes, all that kind of stuff, what you loved, what you hated, all that is really important. So next is soil testing. So this is the time of year that I like to pull soil, soil tests for, and the best time to do this is right when you've taken those plants out. So that's when the soil has been exhausted of all of its nutrients. It's a really good time to get a snapshot of what that soil profile looks like. So if you've you know, if you even did it in the spring and you just started your farm, you want to get a baseline, I would suggest doing it in the fall. Marcus McCartney, we have an episode with him, episode 22. It's turning your dirt into soil. And he talks a lot about, uh, and I mean a lot, he talks. Yeah. He talks Yeah. He's my, He's our OSU extension. He's my <laughs> extension agent. So I can say that. But he's very passionate about soils and he shares about you know, nutrient uptake and when to take soil samples and how to do it. It's a really great episode if you haven't tuned into that one. But now is the time to do that. You can get those results. And then it gives you a really good plan going into spring. And if you need to put lime down, now's the time to apply lime. Uh, If you're going to be using uh, cover crops to adjust the nutrient profile in your soil, now's the time to do it. So the soil test is going to give you all that information. Your extension agent you know, through your local county extension should be able to help you with that. I know Ohio State, within the state of Ohio, you can send soil samples to. West Virginia, I believe, is still free to send soil That's samples amazing. to. Yeah. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of great resources. A lot of co-ops will do it too. They'll give you mm-hmm. great. And then you can take that depending on where you're at. I know a lot of places will even do custom fertilizer blends. Mm-hmm. So if you're low in potassium or, you know, really high in nitrogen, they'll, they can kind of get that dialed in for you based off of what your needs are. So, but now is the time that you want to send those soil samples in. And yeah, yeah, that episode's full of great info on how to do that. So Mm -hmm. if you're like just getting started, like let's say this is the first time you've done a soil sample, try to like label, this is something I wish I would have done better, is that labeling our field, like having like knowing what field one or I don't know, make it a funny yep. name, whatever. Yep. That way when you're getting soil tests from year to year, you can look at the different profiles from year to year and you're kind of pulling from the same spots, always greenhouses. And mm-hmm. I pull every year from my greenhouses. And then just like for us, like we broke up our fields into kind of like quadrants. So it's like field one or quad one, two, three. So try mm-hmm. to lay like look at your farm you know from bird's eye view and try and get a layout and assign some different names that you do have some consistency with the soil samples yeah do your high tunnels have names no just one two three four well one two three and then craigslist junker (laughs) (laughs) barely alive (laughs) don't hear don't know how 
so funny. Hasn't blown away yet. You should you sabotage that thing. I know you're wanting it. You're wanting a new I one. I hate Just... that thing. You know, I should sabotage it. Uh, Judd would yeah. never know. He would. Get on the tractor and just run that thing it's... right into it and just be like, I don't know what happened. Just plow right through the cider. What do you got in there? It's a, you're like lilies and some eucalyptus. Right. Oh, that's my I lilies. Get it out of there. Oh, my God. Are you? Oh, my lilies were supposed to bloom in June. I had them in like late July. I had the worst yeah. lily. This was a weird lily year, too. Same. Same. Screw it was. the lilies. It, I'm I, so <laughs> done. <laughs> That's what I said. I I was like, wow, I'm really glad that I have lilies when I have sunflowers now. Exactly. You know, like Thanks. it's yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I know it. They they uh, it, because it was so cool in June. Yeah, that's why we had such cool temps. They weren't shooting up like they were supposed to, and mm-hmm. so yeah, whatever. But yeah, my I was my high tunnels. We have OG was the original gangster. Mm-hmm. We have Tupac, which is the second one, and then we have Biggie, <laughs> which was the third. But they mostly get I called. It. You know, it's mostly just yeah. It's our. That was one of the things I threw up on the the stories. People helped us name, so those those got named by the by the people. But yeah, it makes them fun. But yeah, that's really true because then you can go in and know that like this is what Tupac's profile, yeah. soil profile, look like from year to year, and you can compare it in there. So like naming, even if it was like. Dow- we call one of them like the dahlia bed, but we don't actually even have dahlias in that bed anymore. But that's like what we used consistently to yes to have it. So that's a good tip. But yeah, okay, okay. So field notes. This is huge. I mean, ideally in the ideal world, like don't beat yourself up if you haven't done it, but yet. But you should be doing this as you go, monthly, every other week weekly, whatever works for you, but find a way that you can stick to to take notes about your crops, what you loved, what people bought, what you hated, what you're never growing again. All that kind of stuff is so important. And if you're thinking about your fall tasks, like in the fall, I'm thinking about ordering seeds. What am I growing for next year? And that's where you're really going to love having those notes because sometimes like, what was the name of that one marigold that we grew? We kind of loved it, but we kind of hated it. You know, just trying to figure out what you want to grow more of, less of, could have used more orange. It's not even like really mm-hmm. specific notes about your flowers. Like for me, it's like, man, we really could have used another hot color or something in the acne bouquet. So maybe I'm going to figure out you know, how to grow asters better, whatever, you know. So I'm just figuring all of those things out. And that's where your field notes are going to be really important because you will not remember. You think you will. No. But you won't. It's hard. Like this is even one, um, like Golden Scepter. Do you grow that Mm -hmm. dahlia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's real wiry. And so I made a note, like I don't use netting on anything. We use this kind of similar, the Florida weave. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering about maybe trying like a little bit of netting with that because it seems to be you know, we were just like sitting out in the field. There's a golden scepter and oh, um, uh, Jowy Marilla, I think okay. is one that's kind of yeah. the same. It like falls over. Yeah. And so I like, I'm, I'm wondering if we tried netting when it was low and just mm-hmm. on those two varieties. Yeah. So that was like, that's the type of note that we're talking about. So it's like, this is something that's going to be helpful even for next year that you're just not going to remember unless it's, you know, you're walking around doing, doing that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Never grow scabiosa again. That was on my list, I think, <laughs> last year, and I didn't. Well, I didn't grow it. So, <laughs> did you miss it? And no, 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 okay, good. I didn't. Yeah, good. I don't miss it. I just I, harvest and that stuff, man. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. And then bells of Ireland is another one. For some mm-hmm. reason, I love them, mm-hmm. but 
they they get this weird like a black spot almost when yeah. we grow them mm-hmm. outside. Do you grow them? Sometimes. Sometimes if I – like every other year. I ban okay. them and then the following year I'm like, oh, I think I should grow those again and then I'll grow them again. They're beautiful. But I've never really had the black spot pro- – but you sent me a picture yeah. one time to think of it. Yeah. yeah. They get super weird. And so – I said – I was like, well, I'm just done with them. I need to take a break with them for a while. Yeah. And then I had ordered a few things and they showed up and I'm like, well, I guess we're planting them. And they – all of everything we planted, they're already dead. And so I was like, I am not meant to have these things. I'm not. I grew them my first year. I think I planted the seeds in like July. I didn't pre-soak it. And I had all these people messaging me like, how did you grow these? I'm like, beginner's luck because I, I have no idea. no idea. I have no idea. I can't keep them alive now. Oh, but anyway, God. so yeah. I think my employees are happy about that So because <laughs> they don't love harvesting them. But mm-hmm. yeah, field notes, super important. So yeah. the next thing, we cover crop, I we kind of mentioned this, but applying cover crop is when you would do that is now. So I'm we're starting to pull some things out. We're transitioning stuff out of the UPIC and some other things and we're putting cover crop in now that's going to be in until spring. Mm-hmm. So we have episode 61 with Al Tomesco and he's got he's with Vitalized Seed and he shares lots of great resources. They have a product, but he kind of talks about some other cover crops and things you can use even if it's just rye, cereal rye or when are we any of those just a basic you could use uh, oilseed radish, lots of things that you can mm-hmm. put in now just to give you a, like a good cover cover crop for for fall and through the winter to kind of add to your soil profile. But and then the next thing would be to cut back perennials. So this is the time of year you can start cutting back peonies, you mm-hmm. can cut back all your other perennials. If you want to divide perennials, this is the time to do it right now. Especially in our zone, we're in zone 6, so if you're in New Zealand, yeah. That's not solid advice. Sorry, if you're in New Zealand, you're in <laughs> they're in spring. Yeah, they're like the opposite. They're like, yeah. Okay, yeah. well just hold on to this episode. <laughs> Put it in there. Store it for May <laughs> when you guys are doing that. I love I do love seeing that though when they mm-hmm. like they pop up and they've got like dahlias and we're in the spring and they're talking about digging yeah. everything up. So anyway, folks, you hang on to that. But dividing perennials now for us, it's really a great time because the plants are getting ready to go dormant. They still have enough time left in the growing season, about a month to six weeks, depending on, to get a little bit of a root system established. And then what's great about fall division and planting is that when they come up in the spring, they you're not going to have to kind of continue to water them. They're already going to have a root system established. So if you, let's say you have Veronica that's inside your tunnel, we have um, Echinops that I need to move out. Now's the time that we need to do that. So dig them up, get them moved out uh, so that they can, you know, do their thing and come up super strong in the spring. So another great time to do that. Grasses are another mm-hmm. one. Sedum. So if your sedum's like big and huge, you want to dig it up, you can divide those into five and six plants and then just continue to kind of grow your perennial collection that way too. Very easy. Doesn't take a ton of time. I could even I could even show that up like how to divide a sedum or something on the mm-hmm. story. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. I will do that. I'll make and a sedum's note to do that. Great one. We use the mm-hmm. heck out of our sedum this year green it's green stage and blush stage and now it's like a real pretty like maroon-ish mm-hmm. it got real dark at least i think that's autumn joy i think yeah or autumn fire one of those and it's beautiful that's a that's a great yeah. ad beautiful yeah good perennial yeah. and they actually are great in christmas wreaths 
and Christmas really? uh, winter boxes. Yes. If you don't use it, let it go. Don't cut it back. Uh-huh. And the flower head dries on it. They turn brown. So it looks like a grass, but they are so stinking cute. Your little reindeer you do. Yeah. That would be adorable little ad. Oh, cute. In that. I do have some left. Okay. So just let them dry mm-hmm. on the Just stem. let them dry right on the stem. Okay. Yep. And then that. once they get frosted on, then you'll cut them back. Okay. So yeah, they're cute. fun. Pretty in okay. Christmas trees and stuff. Yeah like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So planting cool flowers. I think everyone knows what cool flowers are and that generally we're planting them now. So for me, that's like direct seeding, some different things. Bachelor buttons, nigella, ami, dill, larkspur. I'm going to be trialing direct seeding for get-me-nots this year with Lindsay's request. And so so that's something we could be doing. I'm planting my tunnel with my seat, my plugs, transplants. So getting that done to take care of that over the winter. So just getting all of the tunnels planted, everything direct mm-hmm. seeded that you need to do over the next couple of weeks is really important. So they do have a couple of weeks of frost freeness to try to get established. Yeah. And happy. I'm proud of you. Direct seeding? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying. Gonna try. I mean, yeah. I, okay. The easy part for me is direct seeding them. It's mm-hmm. making sure they don't get engulfed in weeds <laughs> is is step two, is the taking yeah. care of them. To me, they're like the forgotten, the forgotten child. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it this year. It's just, it's just ha- having the bandwidth to to take care of them. Yeah. Will you so. do them in like uh, open beds versus like in yeah fabric? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, we have like a plastic. small like it's kind of like our family garden that we like plant corn and stuff like that. And Judd's gonna we're gonna do them down there so that they're a little closer. Our eyes are on them more. And mm-hmm. it'll be a little bit easier for us to take care of too. So, yeah, yeah. Just keep just mm-hmm. cultivate those in between, and once they get established, they'll be they'll be good. And then mm-hmm. they'll come up because they'll have a good jump start now, and then they'll come up in the spring. I think you'll be you'll be happy with okay. with that. Yeah, direct seeded forget me nots. You'll never go back to planting those bad boys again. They respond so well to direct seeding. Yes, they're beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So next is uh, composting and I have like reworking high tunnels Mm -hmm. on here. So if you don't have a high tunnel, it's reworking your beds. If you're going to compost, now's a great time to get that compost in. The freeze and thaw of the winter months makes it great. You can compost and add a cover crop onto it too if you can get your hind end in gear and get that done. Mm -hmm. We, We rework our tunnels every couple years. Like I'm not going in and composting every single year. I know you guys have a great leaf compost resource, mm-hmm. which I should do that. I should make a yeah. note and have my like have my customers drop off leaf bags. Yeah. Or if you can find a landscaper who dumps leaves like at the local yard waste, try to hook up with yeah. them and say dump it in this pile. Or no. <laughs> they charged me last time I did that. Oh, really? Charged me. Oh. Yes, to bring it to them. I'm like, "Oh, you are going to pay to go drop it off at this other place. <laughs> I should. I should make more effort to do that because leaf compost is fantastic. If mm-hmm. you can get leaf compost and get it, you know, put it into a pile and kind of keep it going and get it churned in for spring, that's that's a great way to do it. We, you know, we use uh, leaf compost from a local landscaping company. And so we'll put that in and rework our high tunnels. And I only do that every few years where we haven't got, you know, to get the tillers in there to sort of rework mm-hmm. those beds. And they, you can tell they kind of need it after a while. So they're not yeah. really getting exposed to the elements and stuff doesn't break down the same. So now's the time to do that. We're getting everything reworked to get ready for anemone and ranunculus. Oh, don't even say it. I can't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> we say this and it sounds like we hate what we do, but we're just like, oh, I'm just not ready. 
<laughs> I know they showed not up. either. I know they showed up. And I'm like, gosh, what's in these boxes? I'm looking. I'm like, my brain space is just not even there. I open it. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Five September. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's okay. It's good. It's good. Uh, it's good. It is good. <laughs> Time's rolling on, man. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so, okay. Another important one is two things. So, Judd's working on he, right now. He is tilling and putting cover crop on some of the fields. So, what we were working on at the end of last week is any extras that can be used for drying. We were cutting. So that's like little like um extra like the third flush of stuff like short stuff we cut like the some of the celosia like the side shoots and stuff that are like kind of wimpy we'll cut all those so we've been we cut stuff and then now he's tilling all that in and then getting rid of a lot some summer annual stuff so we're still cutting off of our third succession and probably over the next two weeks we'll start moving into our fourth so that was kind of like a Hail Mary succession and I think we're going to use it. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So we've got our first two successions up and then even just when you pull summer annuals, like pulling out the drip tape and then you're labeling your fabric. So if you use a a reusable fabric, rolling that up, labeling it with the widths, your, your future self will thank your now self for doing those kinds of things. Um, and mm -hmm. sometimes when you're in the thick of it, it seems like the extra step, but it really is important. Netting, sorting, organizing, making spring go smoothly. Same, same with your netting. Labeling it about what length. There's nothing more infuriating than pulling something out. Mm -hmm. Row cover. I'm mm -hmm. praying that my past self labeled <laughs> my row cover the way that I should. My, my employees are listening to this episode right now, and they are remembering <laughs> me in the field this spring. Like, it's not labeled. It's not. It's not label. Like my eyes, like twitching, and my voice is lowering. I'm like, okay, okay. But yeah, that's just labeling those summer, like, or labeling the netting, the fabric. We don't reuse drip tape, so we pull drip tape and we don't reuse it. Whether that's in the high tunnels, we'll we'll leave it in if we're not pulling it. But if you're using drip tape in the beds outside, then I've just found that during winter storage, that storing drip tape can be pretty it, – it, it tends to crack and gets a lot of like holes in it. So drip tape's pretty easy and inexpensive thing to to replace. So I don't store drip tape. I just uh, – Yeah. To just pitch it and everything. So – But yeah. Do not I can't believe we're drip tape. No. No. Mm -mm. Well, so tunnel one, we just flipped. Mm -hmm. We redid everything. I don't know if you saw it. Probably a few weeks ago, a month ago at this point. And reworked the beds. And we have those connectors, right? The drip tape in case they get a hole. Because we have yeah. cats. And then stuff just gets yeah. chewed on. Mice chew on the drip tape lines. And so we – these uh, connectors that we have that for the repairs. And we were out of them. And I'm like, I am confident that we had like 50 of these. And I thought, we'll never use these stupid things. And so – when we pulled out all the plants in there, I guarantee every 50 of those were in there. I'm like, look at that. It was a sea of these connectors. I'm like, you think we should have replaced those lines? It was like, because I have a rule. If you see a hole in a, in a leak, you stop what you're doing and you go yeah. fix it, right? You don't make it a problem for somebody else to come mm -hmm. in there and find. So that's like, so I guarantee how many times they're just, the girls are like, Walking back in there Put to the band aid on the on the problem, yeah, putting oh it on there God. anyway. Yeah, That's don't funny. save drip tape. Yeah, it's One you can find you can find places it. that will recycle it too. Mm -hmm. So there's there is that option. It isn't just wasted. So yes. anyway, okay. So if you have some 
plants that you really love, like definitely like easy cedars, celosia, for instance, for me, there's some beautiful celosia varieties that I eat, you can easily save the seeds for. And that's for me, yep. that's chopping off the heads. And honestly, I just throw them in a paper bag and then forget about Same. them for a while. So that's a really easy thing. You can you can get a lot of celosia seed from not that much celosia. So or have you bought seed for your pink celosia? <laughs> oh my gosh. Popping up. I, I, no, I've got an entire, I've got an entire bed that we never planted. It's just solid C of, <laughs> and I think the variety is high Z. I don't even know if you can okay. buy it anymore. H I dash Z. Yeah. yeah. I've grown that before. <laughs> yeah. You need it. Let me know. Anybody needs it. Holler at me. I'll send you some. I always love just kind of like messing with people every once in a while, putting glitter in a card because I love to send handwritten (laughs) cards. I should just start sending that. Celosia seed. Oh, actually, let me tell you this story really fast. So the guy who details my car, his name's Gator. And okay. So is that a real name? It's Thomas is his name, but he goes by Gator. Okay. And he sent me a message two years ago and said, yo, is this you, dude? This is how he says to talk to me. Uh-huh. And I, it's this little tiny celosia plant. <laughs> and I said, it has to be. Like it, it's, it's one of those, it's a chief series. Yes. And so he got like several of them, like four or five that popped up. And so I just messaged him and I said, hey, I need to get my my car is in there. And so he said, yep. He said, just want to let you know, I'm going to start a farm next year. And he probably has like 20 of these plants. <laughs> so he said, watch out, you know, just watch out. So him, he just like him vacuuming out my car, hosing out my yeah. car. He calls it a uh, flower dander is what he calls it. He's just, <laughs> Your car is always That's so sweet. trash. I'm like, I'm so sorry. But <laughs> anyway, so if yeah. you think you cannot direct seed celosia, you are wrong. You can absolutely do it. That stuff will grow anywhere. Mm-hmm. And if you need high Z, just give me a holler. I'll hook you up. <laughs> I know. Celosia is like the easiest. Easiest. And yeah. amaranth. Amaranth is another Amaranth one. is easy. Yes. Yep. That's really um, easy. Yes. Ageratum is too. Really? I've never done the ageratum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you let it just kind of like so once it turns brown, mm-hmm. you'll see like all around, all around on the outside. It's usually the center ones that you can get the most from. Mm-hmm. But you just pick that center piece up, and if you were to just like kind of roll mm-hmm. it in your hands, all of those seeds come really? out. Really, very okay. easy. Yeah. Okay. Gomfrina is another one. Mm-hmm. I don't do a ton of seed collecting. If I see a celosia that's like beautiful in the palette, we'll just like tie a little ribbon mm-hmm. on it, and I'll come over and throw like a a bag, an organza bag or something over it. But yeah, they're pre- it's pretty easy. I don't go yeah. – I know some people really enjoy it. Like that's just one of their parts of the the farming that they really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I do it to some some things. But yeah, ageratums one I do it with. Celosia, yeah. amaranth is a good one. Mm-hmm. Gumfrina yeah. you can pretty mm-hmm. easily. Zinnias I don't yeah. mess with too much. No. Dianthus you can too fairly easily if really? you don't let it – Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play. Yeah. I know it's like it's hard for me because like I want I love doing that kind of stuff, but it's like how much effort mm-hmm. do I want to invest in it? So I would say if you're short on time, find the most special things that you really want to know mm-hmm. that you're gonna grow next year and make sure you want to have and save the seed for it. So yeah, straw flower. Oh. that's another one. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. straw flower okay. and forget me nots. Forget me nots will stick to you like <laughs> the little birds. We call them. I call them beggar lice. Yeah, but that's what <laughs> hitchhikers. You can they'll stick to you. But. Yes. Did you see Hadley on my Instagram? Yes. What did she roll in? What it was like burrs and stuff. She was all over? chasing deer. Yeah, it was just burrs. Burrs. Oh yeah. 
Grace Grace Lamb sent me a message and said, I'll buy her because I put her up for sale. <laughs> I was like, she comes as is. Yeah. She comes as is. I'm sending I'm not cleaning her. If you want her, I'll send her up there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. If you do, if you want to harvest seeds, do it for your own personal enjoyment. Yes. And have fun with it. You know. The second mm-hmm. it's not fun, just screw it and yeah. place your seed order. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Okay. The last and final thing is planning for Christmas. If you're doing a Christmas business, I'm just ordered, we ordered an extra wreath maker because we need two. Last year was like kind of like we were stuck with one. I mean, only like, so we're speeding it up this year, hopefully. So it's like ordering different pots, ribbons, you know, getting all that kind of stuff and just planning what you're if you are doing a Christmas business, what does that look like? We do have a Christmas green – we have a Christmas episode where yeah. we talk about some of the different things that we do. And that's definitely a good – if you want – it's that really nice season extension piece, which is like – for me, it's so hard because after dahlias, my customers are kind of always left wanting more from me. And I can only share like so many pictures of like dig- digging dahlias. It's like now comes like the ugly part of the season in, in my opinion. We do some fall wreaths and stuff like that with the dried – but having that next thing that you can tee your customers up for is really important. And Christmas mm-hmm. like, is the season of doing things together. That's where workshops come in. People want to spend money on Christmas decor. And that's a really great thing. So if you can add it, when, when I first started adding it, I remember Lindsay and I had like talked for two hours on the phone and she coached me up and I just did small. I mean, I'd really, it was not a lot, you know, so just start small. And, and you killed it that it. year. Yeah. we. I did great that year. I, I mean, yeah. I almost died and then also froze. <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking to you. I was laying in bed. We did. We talked for like a couple yes, hours. A lot, yes. You're just like, yeah. okay, do this, but not that and do that, but not this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Invaluable. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's where having those flower farmer friends, those marigolds, are so important when you're just like trying to get the nitty gritty figured out, you know, like the basics. And I was kind of looking for a way to earn some extra income, and that was that was it. So it worked yeah, out good. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. If I if I'm looking correctly, I think episode 26 we talk about Christmas holiday greens business on a flower farm. So yep. episode 26 we did that last. Mm-hmm last November. So it would be actually a more timely episode to listen to it now. Kind of t- we just chatted through some of the things we did, how mm-hmm. resources and and where we where we did stuff, but yeah. Yeah, Christmas is like actually I started I August is sort of when I mm-hmm. my brain starts looking at those things and planning um and then I start marketing for it in October. Mm-hmm. So and if you don't if you don't have any desire to do Christmas or it doesn't seem to fit with your lifestyle or whatever you're going to do or fit within your parameters of your business, you can start promoting your CSA subscription. You can oh, 100%. you know yes. Yeah. It's a great great time to get that for like Christmas gifts and mm-hmm. get that ball rolling. So mm-hmm. yes. But yeah, so that's kind of our our fall, uh, yeah. fall list. I mean, we'll be doing more things in the coming months, which we'll probably talk about. Yeah. Like we'll be pre-sprouting those ranunculus and anemone corms yeah. will be coming up. <laughs> yes. Planting which, tulips, mm-hmm. peonies, dafts, yep. all those good spring favorites, yep. prepping the irrigation lines, getting the barns, you know, tidied up, reorganized mm-hmm. back from the chaos of the season. Judd like always cleans up the equipment you know, just some of that stuff. And then yeah. we do Christmas and then I just go into hibernation, but not, not for as long as I usually like to anymore, mm-hmm. but good couple Very weeks. True. Good couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You think we covered it? Yeah, we got her. All right. So if you, I hope we didn't, don't feel overwhelmed. <laughs> overwhelmed. I know I just said earlier, like every time I see Lindsay, I just think about all the things I have to do. 
I hope this wasn't for, uh, was I hope it was more of a reminder for you instead of you feeling like you're behind. You are not behind. You know, a yeah. lot of this stuff we're just getting started doing right now in our zone. So you are not behind. We're just I hope that this maybe gives you different eyes to look look at your farm and be like, okay, making your big list of things that you need to check off as you go here over the next as you're either awaiting frost or planning for what it what your workload's going to look like after frost. So we're just here to help you plan, but not make you feel overwhelmed. So yeah, don't. I say this to myself. I say, I have all of the time I need to get my list done. I have been saying this to myself yeah. because I can, you know, you get this list. My, no the list I'm looking at over here, I mean, it's not, it's, it never, every time I cross something off, something else gets added. Mm-hmm. Just say to yourself, I have all the time in the world I need to get what I need to do done. Like yeah. I can get this done. And it reinforces that for you. I feel like it makes me feel a little bit calmer. I'm like, oh yeah, this will be fine. And you mm-hmm. know what? If it doesn't get done, guess what? There's no biggie. Next year. 100%. No. Clean slate. The best thing about farming yeah. is you get a clean slate. And yeah. it's, it's, we're not life and death here, okay? We're not like, we're not surgeons, even though sometimes it feels like our jobs are very important and they are, but you know, yeah. we, we get, we get the grace, we get the chance to redo these things and it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask for help, you know? So Judd and I, when we first got started, we asked for help during those seasons and it was worth it. It was worth it. Sometimes it's hard to ask for help, but I would consider if you're feeling overwhelmed, think about where, where you could delegate and have some helpers. So yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, I hope you guys love this episode. Got some knowledge can sit down with your, with a clear head and make your fall to-do list. So if you love what you're hearing would you do us a favor? Hit the subscribe button. That way, wherever you listen to us on podcast, you'll get a notification when it's Friday and it'll tell you, hey, there's a new episode of The Dirt on Flowers available for you. So that's really important and it gets us in other people's earbuds along with your reviews. So if you have an episode idea, head over and connect with us at our Instagram page at Dirt on Flowers. Let us know what you want to hear. We are literally going to be getting together in the next two to three weeks to make some plans for the off season. And for us, that's when all of the business stuff happens. The the plans are laid for 2024. So for us, we want to know what you guys want to hear from us. That's just so important to making this podcast successful and important and, you know, good for you. So, okay, guys, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for listening to us as you grow your farms. It really means the world. So we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. 